is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castabras. Good day to you, Doctor Who fans. This is the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. And my name's Adam. And we're at episode 63. Sixty-three is a good number, right? That's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, that's not bad. Nineteen sixty-three is a good number as well, isn't it? It is. So yeah, yeah. How have so, you been? Uh, I've been very well, thank you. I hope you guys, our listeners, have had a, a, a thoroughly good week and enjoyed um, uh, last Saturday's episode Ooh. of New Doctor Who. Yes, I'm looking forward to reviewing this one with you. Yes, uh, we get back to some old school monsters. Although they have been in some current Who, haven't they? It was in the fiftieth. Yeah, the day of the doctor. Was it the day of the doctor? The day of the doctor. Indeed, yeah. yes. Um, but before that, it was, um, yeah, old school stuff. That's right. A bit of Baker, wasn't it? A little bit, bit of like, Baker. A little bit of Baker. <laughs> yes. Actually, it's surprising that they they only ever featured in the one classic story, didn't they? It's surprising for such a good good villain that they didn't bring them back before. Yes. Yeah, and they were good. They are a good monster as well. Mm. They looked great, actually, in the original as well. I think they, they really stand up quite well, actually, when you watch Terror of the Zygons. Yeah. I think they still look really good. No, they do, mate. Indeed. Oh, I'd, I'd probably say maybe even better than the new ones. I mean, I, I actually like the design. I think they, they managed to do a good job of uh, in the new series of bringing them back. But I actually do think they sometimes look a bit rubbery. I do think that the old <laughs> ones look even slightly better. So, But, they, yeah, they've done a good job. Yeah, we'll come on to those... Uh... Those uh, rubbery suckers later. (laughs) (laughs) You've been up to anything cool? Uh, Yes, I have. Yeah, I've been. I went to the Underwater Menace signing in Chiswick last weekend, um, which was really good fun. Actually, met uh, Annika Wills and uh, and um, uh, what's his name? Ian Chesterton. My goodness, William (laughs) Russell. I was just going to say the person that I've wanted to meet forever, and I've forgotten his name. Uh, Yeah, William Russell. I actually got to meet him, and what a lovely chap. Um, really was. He, he was just so friendly and uh, and giggly. <laughs> just um, <laughs> took me by we took a I took a sneaky selfie with him in all the confusion, and he was giggling away. He goes, "Oh, that's fun. That's good." Uh, it was lovely. Really great to meet him, and I got a nice picture of him and Annika. And Annika's lovely as well. She was worried about the underwater menace extras because I said how much I enjoyed them. Yeah, and she said, um, "Oh, I haven't seen them yet. I, I don't see anything too bad, do I?" And I and I said, uh, "No, no." I said, "You were very candid, very honest." She went, "Oh no!" <laughs> and I said, "No, in a good way." <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it's a really good fun day actually. I, I, I'm so glad I got to meet William at last. Oh, that's so, cool, mate. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very good. How about you? Uh, me? Um, no, not much really. Oh, it's one of those um, one of those boring weeks, I guess. Well, not boring, but just haven't been up to much, I suppose. Um, I know you got something good though. Uh, yes, I did get through my um, my Pop Funko, the Tenth Doctor limited a dish. Yeah. The uh, the orange soup to match the Capaldi one. Is it good? It is very good. Oh, nice. It's very, very good. And they do look well together as well. I'll have to put um, uh, a pick up on, on Facebook or something. But yeah, they look really good. Really now, happy you, with it. Have you kept them boxed or are they out of the box? Uh, they're boxed at the moment. 
Right. And I'm not sure whether to unbox mm-hmm. them because um, they have got the uh, the limited edition stickers and whatnot Ooh. over them. So I'm not sure. I probably will unbox them. I'm not really one for for keeping. I mean, they're not going to be. I don't know. I can't imagine they're going to be worth a huge amount. Well, actually, that one did disappear pretty quick off the website, and as far as I'm aware, it's still not on there because I do, I, I I do always look at the merchandise two site every day, and they're brilliant at, at informing you when these things come back on. Yeah, um, and I haven't seen it, so I think he did disappear uh, pretty quick. Um, but there seems to be this thing in Funko Land where fans are either a boxed or unboxed. There's no in between. Yeah, yeah. So I just wondered. Yeah, I mean, I I'm like you. I'm always undecided. Like when I got the new dot two ones that came out a couple of months back, they looked so good in mm. the box. And I just was, but I also wanted them on display. So I was really sort of torn <laughs> what to do. Yeah. It is yeah. a tough one. It's a tough one. Cause they do look, I mean, some of them, they're not that great. Um, you know, the paint, when it, I think we mentioned this before that yeah. the paint works, not amazing sometimes, but, um, but these ones are actually pretty good. So I don't know. I don't know. But box for now. Yeah. Box. Yeah. Kept away for now. It's good that you got both, though. I like nice pairing. Yes, they are a nice pair. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, otherwise, um, it was cool listening to uh, Mr. Capaldi on Radio 1 yesterday. Well, I'm gutted because I haven't heard it. Um, somebody very kindly sent me a link. One of our listeners, Ryan Anthony, sent me a link uh, to it. But I haven't had a chance to hear it yet. But, it was cool. Uh, well, yeah. yeah, it was good, was it? Yeah, it was cool. He, um, the, only, the only downside, it, it was uh, he was being interviewed on The Breakfast Show. So you had that bloody... Nick Grimshaw, he's got uh, possibly one of the most annoying, but even more annoying than uh, than Chris Moyles, his voice. But um, yeah, it was cool though listening to him. They fight. I was expecting him to fire a few more risque questions about Doctor mm. Who. They yeah. yeah, he asked him a couple of things about Clara mainly, um, and have they already filmed the scenes with her departure and all that stuff? And he did say that that's all done and dusted in terms of filming. Yeah, and he said it's all very sad. And it apparently it spans over a few episodes, the sadness oh. of Clara's departure. So I think we could be in for a Rose uh, version two. Well, that sounds fun. Thing. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> great, yeah. Um, and that was it, really. He took on a few listeners' questions. It was just a case of, you know, how do you feel about the sonic shades and why haven't you got a screwdriver? Oh. It, just, it wasn't anything that really pushed the boundaries. But it was cool listening to him, though, you know, chew the fat over some who. Yeah, well, gr- Grimmy. Uh, interviewed uh, Jenna, didn't he? Uh, when she announced she was leaving officially. Well, she so, announced uh, it, didn't she, on that show? On, yeah. Yeah. So he obviously gets the big scoops. But I must admit, I don't really, I only really listen to my local radio. So I'm not really down with the kids. I, I know who Grimmy is. I see him on the telly. And yeah, I don't really, I'm not yeah. sure. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I did listen to the Jenna Coleman one, though, when he interviewed her. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. You're not she, missing she, much, mate. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's been me. I've been very excited about the festival. I can't believe it's next weekend. I know, I know. That's really, nuts. really. I know, I can't believe it either, actually. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll come on. There's some news about it in, in the news section, but uh, it is certainly rattling around. Um, yeah. I'll be really glad when it actually gets here, actually, because I am really looking forward to it. And uh, it, it just seems every day somebody else I know is like, yeah, oh, I, I'm going, I've got a ticket. So it's going to be such a massive meetup. Uh, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, so if you guys, any listeners that are going down for the Saturday um, event, uh, we'll be there on a Saturday. We're also meeting up with a load of people on the Friday night before. So you can get down there, have a few, uh, have a few brewskis. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll do that stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk who for hours. 
on Friday night. I'm having an early night Friday night though, because I yeah I want to be fresh and as a daisy. Well, we've agreed Saturday. that, haven't we? Yeah, we've made a pact. We've said that we're not going to be up late and we're not going to have too much to drink because we want to be fresh and focused for Saturday. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> no, it's got, it's got to because I'm I'm such a lightweight these days. I'll be two pints the night before and I'll be like a bear of a sore yeah. the next day. So yeah, no, it must. You must. I was going to say something that, that I was going about to say something that probably would have come out really wrong. Then I was about to say you must make sure I'm tucked up in bed. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I thought no, hang on, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? A, a metaphorical yes, yes. Bed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we all knew what you meant. Yeah. That's, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> let's crack on with the news before that let's goes get to into a place. It. Yeah, let's do it. First up this week, um, we've had um, yeah. So basically, we kind of covered this a little bit in our in our intro stroke waffle. Um, so Peter <laughs> Capaldi was on the um, uh, the Radio One Breakfast Show uh, talking to uh, Grimmy, oh, bloody hell. and um, it was essentially the the theme really that I that I got from this was um, it was very much about how he how he felt about being Doctor Who. Um, yeah, because I was wondering why he was on there. I mean, in the nicest way, because normally they bring him on if it's the start of a series or maybe the end. Or, but was there any reason? Is it is it to do with the build up to Clara? Um, not really. No, it was no. just. Uh, I think they just wanted to have him on because they haven't had him on yet. Oh right, okay. So that was it. Yeah. So it wasn't to announce anything, and it wasn't to um, to promote any episode coming up or anything like that. It was basically the the two main themes was about him. So mm. how how does he feel about being Doctor Who, and how does he react to fans and that sort of stuff and he basically said that you know before he got the role he was very much um uh he was very much um you know a fairly a fairly well-known actor but um you know he wouldn't get mobbed walking down the street and stuff like that mm. and now he says that you know he can't really go anywhere without people you know staring at him basically and that kind of yeah. thing and, and he and and they said well does that bother you and he said well no because uh you know, the majority of Who fans are all lovely, you know, and everyone's so nice and, you know, everyone loves him being Doctor Who for the most mm. part. So he's really into that sort of thing. You know, some actors, they do go a bit... I'm, I remember when Chris Eccleston was Doctor Who, he didn't really engage too much mm. um, with the fans, you know, yeah, conventions and all that kind of stuff. But um, when David Tennant came on board, he really embraced it. You know, he kind of took it with the package. Mm. I think it was sold to him like, you know you're going to have to deal with this on a much larger scale than just being an actor in a show. And I think Capaldi's gone down the same road. He's very much, um, very much into it. I wonder if it's because he, he was, you know, such a big fan of the show as well. I mean, I think he's, he's, he's very down to earth, Peter, and he, he does deal with it incredibly well. I've, I've seen it firsthand. He's, he's amazing with the fans. And I, I do wonder if it's because, you know, he's probably sort of putting himself in their shoes if you like, because uh, I mean, he, you know, he's famously wrote to the Radio Times and he was a kid. He's a proper, you know, old school Doctor Who fan. So I think I just wonder if he just sort of thinks, you know, if that was me meeting my doctor, 
what would I want him to be like? Because he is incredible with the fans. He's so patient and he does. I mean, I've, I've been at um, a theatre show when he's come out and he's been absolutely mobbed. But he will spend time, as much time as he can, signing and posing for pictures. And yeah, I, I mean, I was so impressed when I, when I saw him doing that. Yeah, uh, and it makes yeah. such a difference because I have met people that um, have been completely the opposite to that. You know, they really just don't want to know. Uh, I mean, I know a lot of people have met Jenna and said she was very nice. So I have to say, when I met her, uh, famously, I, I asked her for a photo when nobody else was around. Literally, I was the only person there. Um, and she said no. <laughs> she said, no, I haven't got time. And, oh, God, and then yeah. stood next to me waiting for a car for literally five to ten minutes, which infuriated me. But But I think she may have got better because I know a lot of people have met her and she's maybe she's embraced it a bit. That was at the 50th, so she's had two years to... Do you know what I mean? Maybe she's got used to the crowd a bit more now. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Right. So I think some people, but it does make such a difference. And Peter is brilliant with the fans uh, from what I've seen. But it must be, like you said, it must be quite overwhelming. And I mean, even in, even in the nicest way, it must sometimes get to you. There must be moments when you think, oh, God, you know, quite, quite tiresome, I think. Yeah, absolutely. You know. It must take its toll for sure. It must do, yeah. So to keep being so good is is a testament to him, I think. Yeah, busy schedule, and I th- and the other theme as well was um, about Clara going. So he did touch on that a little bit and said that he can't reveal, obviously, the details of how she leaves. Um, but apparently, it's going to be very sad, and he was he was quite sad that she went as well. He said that he's not really a um, a person that blubbers or gets teary, but he did mm. say that you know when she went, he did he had a little yeah, it was quite sad for him. So. I think the thing is, we, they, they, they've they been giving quite a lot away, haven't they? I mean, we already know that she's pretty much probably not going to be there to the end of the series. So it's going to be in the next few episodes when she leaves. Um, I just wish they'd sort of keep a bit more of these things under wrap. I know it's difficult, but I kind of, I don't know, I kind of feel like we already know too much, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't really want it discussed until afterwards, particularly. I don't want to know any more details, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, bit, well, too many spo- yeah. bit too many spoilers, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be... I, I think we've said this before. She's had a couple of exits now and then come back, which is a, one of the sort of annoying traits of the Moffat era that that happens quite a lot. Um, and I think, you know, he's he's going to have to come up with something. Shocking is probably the wrong word, but do you know what I mean? She's got to go out with a bang, otherwise it's going to have no impact after what we've had before. Because if she'd have left like she was originally going to, just walking down the street... You can't do that again because it's just going to be so underwhelming. So it's got to be something big, isn't it? Yeah. Well, he was in an interview with something this week and did say that um, Clara will never return. Oh, the Moffat lies. I know know he does lie, but, you know, so far, I think it's going to be quite a a big departure and quite sad. And um, I don't think we'll see Clara anytime soon. No, I don't think so. After the series anyway. I don't think Jenna's going to want to return to it. Uh, for any time soon either. No. You know I mean, I think enough, she's yeah. done with it. Yeah, she's done it for a while now. I think she's probably had enough as well, yeah. yeah. So, fair enough. Yeah. It was good to hear him on the radio anyway. Yeah, so I will listen to that link. I will catch up with that because I really want to hear it. Uh, old Grimmy. Old Grimmy, yeah. <laughs> old Grimmy. Anyway. All right, in- so you're, you're in Doctor you're in doctor Who, aren't you? Blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, freaking hell. I don't need to listen to it. He's here in the room. <laughs> Uh, anyway, moving on in other news and uh, sticking with Jenna Coleman, actually, um, in quite a surprise, I thought, twist, she was <laughs> added to the lineup of the Doctor Who Festival. Um, was this yesterday or the day before? A couple of days ago. Day before yesterday, yeah. So Tuesday, yeah. yeah. T- Tuesday. Now, I say shock because 
obviously we're both going, so we get emails, don't we? Yep. So telling us, oh, there's going to be an announcement Friday. I mean, we all remember the big build-up to the last one that turned out to be such a such a wet lettuce. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, but, but I don't know about you, but I didn't receive any email or notification of this. I did. Fir- you did? Yep. Oh, I didn't. First thing I, I knew about it, I still haven't actually, because I, I kept thinking this is odd. First thing I knew about it was someone said, oh, do you know Jenna Coleman's been added to the festival, the UK festival on Facebook? I just saw someone chatting about it. I was like, oh, what? Don't be silly. And so I checked and lo and behold, there it is. Yeah. Um, and um, I thought, wow, oh my goodness. Oh, well, I didn't manage to get any photos from the last thing. I'm going for it. So I added added Jenna Coleman's photo op to the basket, 30 quid. I was like, oh, gosh. But yeah. yes, you know, I haven't, you know, after she refused a picture, I'm going to get it this time. I'm going to get her. Um, added it to the basket, went to checkout, and I was literally about to get it. And because uh, I didn't even get that far before, they just all sold out. And uh, I looked at the time slot. And I suddenly realised she's at the same time as as Peter Capaldi, and I was thinking, well, how's that going to work? Because <clears throat> one of our listeners, Tom Dix, is very kindly sharing his photo op with me with Peter Capaldi because um, I didn't manage to get one. So I thought, well, I don't know if to buy this because if I get it, and you know, am I going to be able to do both? It's really unclear. So yeah. I naively looked at the faqs thinking there might be something in there of course there wasn't i contacted the festival people on facebook didn't get a reply lots of people were asking the same thing contacted them on twitter and got the most sarcastic um reply back a really flippant and other people were as well their, their replies were awful they did actually apologize later on in the day for the way they'd answered people they're basically just saying yeah, you can you can buy it, but we're, we're you know it's up to you whether you manage to get it or not. We're not guaranteeing it. And they put something like, "Why don't you get a tar-, you know if only you had a TARDIS?" And I was thinking, "No, hang oh. on, these are thirty pounds. These are thirty pounds each. These photos. So people have paid sixty quid, yeah. and you're basically saying, yeah, we'll take your money, but you may not get it. You probably won't. In fact, the, the first tweet actually advised. Uh, have you got the rant music, by the way? Yeah. The first, yeah. <laughs> I just realised I am going down the rant line. Yeah, yeah, Doc Two Festival. Yeah, um, <laughs> listen to this. No, but they, they first of all did advise that, that they wouldn't recommend buying both um, because the chances are you, you're not going to make it to both because they're they're only there for forty five minutes. So both Peter and Jenna are having the photo op from two o'clock to quarter to three. So obviously you got to take into account you know queuing and blah blah blah. And yeah, I suppose they're going to whip people through like cattle. So there's a, a chance you'll be able to do both. But it depends where you are in the queue. It depends, do you know what I mean? So the fact that they're willing to take £30 of your hard-earned money <laughs> but, but not even say you may get it, I think it was disgusting. And, you know, I don't know what they'll do. What will they do to those people that don't get one? Will they give them a refund? Probably not. No, of course not. No. No. So, But it was the, the flippant remarks from their Twitter account were, were quite frankly, disgusting. Um, and like I said, they did later apologise. They said, oh, sorry, yeah, we... You know, I think they whether they're just trying to be lighthearted because they didn't really want to give the truthful answer, if you know what I mean, to try and yeah. sort of find a way of telling you in a in a sort of jokey way, but which actually come across as quite rude. I don't know, but um, anyway, yeah. So I didn't I didn't add it to the basket. I was amazed I even got that far. The, you know, I was like, so I could have actually got a picture with Jenna, but sadly it's not to be because of the dreadful organisation of this festival. Um, I can only assume though that the fact that she's been added so late. Is because they really didn't know if they if she could appear. Do you know what I mean? Maybe yeah, she had a bit. Yeah. But I can only assume it's because she's really 
only been added at the last minute that it's such a um, balls up of a of an organisation uh, festival. Do you know what I mean? The, the organisation. Sorry, excuse my language, but that's the only reason I can think of for it. That because it just seems really stupid to to schedule them both at the same time. But I'm guessing they've perhaps got no choice because of the way the rest of the festival's organised. Yeah. In terms of yeah. the stage shows and everything else, perhaps they they had to do it then. But yeah, very disappointing for fans. And I know a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook were saying that they've bought both, and there's already a lot of confusion. And they're, they're, you know, people are being told to contact this email address uh, to, to to clarify whether they'll be able to get both, and you know, giving advice on what to do. But it's really, yeah, it's really not not great. I don't think. But great that she's going to be there. I mean, we I think we've all been waiting for Jenna to be added. I think we're all a bit miffed that she wasn't <laughs> on the schedule a lot earlier. Uh, maybe it's because she was filming that Victoria thing. Possibly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But she is there, so she's been added. Um, I'm assuming she's going to be on the stage doing a bit of talking. Would you say? Um, one would assume so, but you can, one with this festival, you can't really bank on that. <laughs> or is she just going to sort of, you know, uh, soldier in, get a few snaps done and, and walk out? We don't know. No, I'm assuming she's going to be dragged onto stage. And um, I suppose this will be one of the, I suppose this will, I don't know, I was going to say be one of the last or two things she does for a while. But I mean, official things, if you know what I mean, if she's off doing other stuff. So, Yeah. It's good that she's going to be there. It's good. It's good they've added there. It's just a bit of a, like you say, the organisational stuff has been very, very, very poor. Very poor. Um, and, um, yeah, and I, I can only assume it's just a, a last-minute thing because with a week to go, the schedule would have been nailed down by now. and So they're just kind of squeezing her in. So, yeah. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I guess I think... Um I th- yeah, it's going to be great having her there. I-, I think it has just been a bit of a... It's, it almost seems like the whole thing was rushed, if you know what I mean. The whole way yeah. it's been planned just seems so haphazard. But, yeah, it's good that she's going to be there. I do hope she she gets on stage with Peter. And she may well have left by then in the series, is what I'm thinking. Mm. Trying to think what episode we'll be up to. No, got- no, because she'll be... That will be the second parter, the Zygon inversion. No, no, no. Zygon Inversion is this week. It'll be the following one. Is it Face? No, no. Oh, sorry, yes. Um, yeah, it will be um, Sleep No More. Oh, Sleep No More. Mm. Right, so it won't be a last one. Because th- we, we believe, we're not sure, but we believe a last one may be Face the Raven, isn't it? Is that the one? Face the Yes, possibly. And mm. Yeah, and they did actually say, going back to our first news story, um, that Maisie Williams is back for episode 10. Ooh. Yeah, so that <laughs> Sorry, that was a ru- not- <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was a rumor um, before yeah. then, but then they did say that they're allowed to say that now. So yeah, she's back. She's back quite okay. soon as well. Yeah, yeah, they're rattling around. I can't believe we're already halfway through. <laughs> Indeed. 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 Right. Let's get on to the last bit of news. Um, so those guys who are you guys that are into collecting your uh, Doctor Who figures. From Me. from character, I know you are, mate. Um, there's going to be an exclusive line of newbies uh, for Toys R Us, um, which is quite cool. Yeah, I'm just looking at the picture now. There's a, considering there wasn't much going on recently with Doctor Who figures, um, they're suddenly releasing quite a lot. Yeah, and I'm glad to see we've got some five inch. Well, they're now at five point five, aren't they? Uh, inch yeah. figures are are back. Um, there's some nice stuff in here, actually. I mean, I know. I know the 3.75 come in for a lot of stick, 
and uh, rightly so a lot of the time. But some of these look good. I, I do like the look of this this Capaldian spacesuit with these spiders. I think that looks a great little set. Um, and we've got the Supreme Dalek, uh, the black and gold one, which I absolutely love. I've never managed to get hold of him. So, yeah, I don't know. These these look pretty cool. I'll definitely be picking some of these up. Uh, I know you're not so much into the figures, but surely you're going to get one of the McGann's. Um, possibly. Surely. Possibly. They it's do look quite figure. cool. Yeah. Um, it's, I think it's from the, the Night of the Doctor episode. Yeah. Because he's got the, the cup or the goblet, whatever, in his hand. And, goblet. Um, the goblet. And, yeah, but he does look very cool. Um, and I think they're re-releasing Rose, aren't they, with K9? K9! Yes, they are, yes. Yep. And um, what else have we got? Got Capaldi in the orange suit with a couple of spiders. That's good. From Kill the Moon, I think it was. Um, we've got various Capaldi ones in different costumes. We've got Cyber Danny. Yep. He's really good. We've got um, Police Uniform Amy. Sexy minx. We've got, <laughs> we've, got, we've got a dreadful Jenna Coleman in a purple dress, which was, has never even been in the show. That is, that is the laziest figure ever. That. I yeah, mean, that's, that's yeah. the figure they already released, but they've just painted the dress purple. Dreadful. Yeah. Um, Matt Smith in the Time of the Doctor outfit. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, got Danny. Um, Did you say Danny Pink in the Cyberman? Cyber Danny, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we got some some fairly good ones. Um, I, I might pick up the the McGann one. Oh, I think it's yeah. yeah I think that's a must have. Yeah, the McGann one. We got a couple of Tardises as well. I see there. Um, bizarrely, they've got one a Money Box one. Talk Tardis talking Money Box. Um, funny enough, I just filmed a review for this yesterday because I I got it from B and M for nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, but I'm noticing it's actually now being advertised as a Toys R Us exclusive for twice the price. Oh. Which is a bit bizarre. I, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure it's the same thing. It certainly looks exactly the same in the picture. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, interesting. Okay. There's some good, yeah, some good bits in there. I, I mean, I'll, I'm quite tempted to pick up quite a lot of these, actually, to be honest with you. Of course um, you are. Some of, of them are re-releases, though. <laughs> I have to say, I mean, a lot of people out there will have a lot of this stuff. Like, yeah, you've got yeah. the 11th Doctor in the cowboy hat. Um, you know, the actually the police, Amy and police uniform is a re-release. Yeah, so um, is Rose. Lot, yep. So is Rose with the canine. There is a lot of stuff here that's just kind of been put in a new box. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And the Matt Smith in the purple, the dark purple coat from uh, the 50th day, the Doctor as well. Yeah. That's yeah. a re-release as well. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just repackaging up. Um, I think the only new one, is it McGann and a couple of the Capaldi ones are the, the new new ones. Are you tempted with any of the Capaldi ones? Because um, it's possibly. the same figure, essentially, but with a different painted shirt. Yeah, possibly. There's one that looks um, quite cool, which he's got the... He's just got a plain white shirt on. Yeah. With a, yeah, the overcoat. I might, I might... That one looks quite cool. Might be tempted. The Clara one looks nothing like her, though. Oh, They've really bodged that one up. Yeah, it does. It's good. I think she looks very goth, that figure. It's like goth Clara. <laughs> you know. Goth, <laughs> goth Clara, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, yeah. But, yeah, I'll be getting a few of those uh, bank money <laughs> money permitting, which it won't be actually after the festival because no doubt we'll spend a fortune there. But, but yeah, I'll at some point pick some of these up. Yes. Me too. Yeah. At, le at least the McGann, anyway. Yeah, I think I definitely think. I think out of all the figures, he's the best. He's the one you've, you've got to have. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, get them yeah. again. To go next to your, your ten in a spacesuit, completely yeah. out of <laughs> out of sight, different size. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think we're gonna. I think we're done for news, buddy. Yes. Yeah. Good news. So, what are we reviewing this week? Oh, this week we have the Zygons are back at last. Uh, the Zygon invasion. Which one are you, human or Zygon? I don't answer that question. Why not? Because there is no question to answer. I don't accept it. My sister and I were the living embodiment of the peace we made. I will give all the lives that I have to protect it. You want to know who I am, Doctor? I am the peace. I am human and Zygon. Like a hybrid. A hybrid, if you like. Well, I'm proud to know you, Osgood. And I promise that I won't tell anyone that you're a human. Zygons need to keep the human original alive to refresh the body print. If you were a Zygon, you would have changed back within days of your sister's death. Those were the old rules. Before Zygons could pluck loved ones from your memory and wear their faces. Zygons only need to keep the original alive if they need more information from them. If the interrogation is over, then the original can die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm, mm-hmm. Hybrid again. What's going on with all these hybrids this series? A hybrid indeed. Mm. Mm. So, the Zygon invasion. Mm, Peter Harness. Peter Harness, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, I don't, yeah, story wise, um, it's basically exactly as the title suggests. Yeah, um, which is unusual this series because most of the titles have been really hard to figure out the relevance to the episode, haven't they? But this one is very clear. It is very clear, and yeah. um, it's it's a kind of well, no, it's not. It, it's an it's absolutely a, a continuation from um, last season when Osgood was was replicated in. The, uh, sorry, not from last season, from the fiftieth, wasn't it? Mm. When uh, Osgood was. Um, uh, copied by a Zygon. Um, but then when the two doctors um, uh, kerfuffled with their memory, they couldn't figure out who was human and who was Zygon. Yeah. And and as a result of that, there's now been, um, it's kind of like a men in black scenario mm. where they have aliens living amongst humans, but you don't know it because they're fitting in. This is a similar thing where there's Zygons living amongst, you know, there's quite a lot of Zygons apparently. Uh, living amongst us but there's been like a revolution between some of them um they've uh they've overtaken the high command that was in place uh those two schoolgirls, which is weird um and now they've basically want to wipe out all the humans and take over the earth yeah that really is as simple as that and it, i like storylines like that so do i yeah because there's not it it doesn't um it doesn't require you to overthink anything you know, pretty much off the bat, you know where you are. Yeah. Um, and I think it was labelled up in this, was it um, something nightmare, was it? Um, scenario, uh, nightmare scenario. Nightmare scenario, yeah. So yeah. even from that, you 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 can gauge that, um, you know, the, the stuff is, is hitting the fan <laughs> big time. Yeah. Um, and that's literally it. The Zygons are... are are taken over and i have to say at this point in this episode they're doing a pretty good job as well they yeah they certainly are yeah it does lead up to a, a very good uh, uh well it builds up very well i think over the episode yeah they certainly seem to be on form yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and we have some um 
uh, we have an interesting twist as well. Mm. Uh, about two thirds of the way through, which is quite cool. So, what's your overall feeling on this before we kick off into a few more details? Overall feeling was I really, really enjoyed it. Yes, okay, very, very much so. Cool, yeah, cool. really. Um, uh, I've given it a couple of watches actually. Um, yeah, I've watched it three times. Uh, really, yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Thought it was very good, and it, it's one of those episodes that, um, like you said, nice simple storyline. It seemed to whip along at a good pace and, and it um it really did leave me when it finished really really did leave me wanting the next episode straight away right. which is always a good sign you know yes. what i mean i yep. really was like when it finished, i was like oh what yeah mm-hmm. so yeah my overall, overall impression of this one is is really good how about you uh yes my overall impression was that it was um it was very very good mm. Very good. Um, and I love the cliffhangers. I think I've said this a couple of times yes. now. I'm absolutely loving these um, these classic style uh, uh, cliffhangers at the end of the first part. It yeah. really is adding to, um, you know, really le- leaving leaving us, like you say, really wanting more. Um, well, I thought not- I, th- I thought it would without jumping ahead actually, but as we're talking about it now, I actually thought it was a brilliant cliffhanger. Um, it is a shame actually. This kind of brings me back to what I was saying a few minutes ago. It's a shame that we sort of get to know and see so much because a lot of people, including me, have already sort of figured out because of photos and promo pictures we've seen have already kind of figured it out. But maybe not necessarily so. Maybe next week we'll have a bit of a twist to it. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. but it was a great yeah. cliffhanger. I thought really really built up well. But yeah, we'll go into that bit more. Yeah, later that was very good um yeah so the script peter harness i thought was very good yes thought it's a brilliantly written um episode what was the previous stories he's done um because oh. i know some people were sort of saying oh peter harness he's a bit hit or miss and um i, I do get really lost with the, the different writers actually i'm just having a look to see oh so he did kill the moon right that's it yeah because that was a, that was the episode that did divide fandom isn't it kill the moon was it kill the um, moon yeah it was yeah. yeah yeah kill the moon i'm, I'm on wiki good old wiki okay uh, <laughs> can always be trusted um but uh, yeah yeah that's right so people were a little bit unsure uh, about him but I, I think he delivered on this one yes i think so and um it, it this could have gone either way you know Mm. This this episode, I was a, a little bit um, uh, not worried or anything, but I was a little bit dubious about going into this one because um, it it could have been it could have been really terrible. Yeah, oh yeah, it could. Yeah. Um, which is what unfortunately we've seen um, in the last couple of weeks with who not not terrible, but not as strong as you know as the um, as the openers from this uh, series. Yeah, um, but. Fortunately, it was really well written. Um, and we had some, I think because we had a general mix of decent cast members. I think we had the Doctor and Clara who were uh, separated, which is always good. Yeah. Because sometimes when you, uh, the stories we've seen with Clara and the Doctor, not just Capaldi, but with Matt Smith as well, sometimes she can fall into that typical, um, almost old school companion where she just follows him around. Mm. you know and does nothing but you know moan in his ear or just be sarcastic and doesn't really add anything to the story yeah um but you know in this in this one where they're separated off the doctor's going you know he's doing his thing she's off doing her thing and then you've got unit in the middle who are you know once again they're kind of at odds with what the doctor wants them to do yeah which is quite cool so i thought it was a gen it was a good mix of story and it kind of it was the the pacing was really good as well it was really steady 
uh, throughout because sometimes, especially on two-parters where they've got more time mm. to look into the characters and, and explore you know, various scenes a bit longer, they can slow down a bit yeah, and it, yeah. it, it can slow up. But I thought this was really well-paced and stuff as well. Um, and yeah, so script-wise, really, really cool. Um, let's let's kick off with um, uh, with unit in this one mm-hmm. because we kind of found that uh, the last story where I think it was I think it was the opener actually um, uh, with unit where we wasn't really impressed. They weren't in it very much, were they? Yeah. In Magician's Apprentice, it was That's literally right. five minutes. Yeah, and and the various scenes that they were there, they didn't really. You know, it was um, you know, one of the um, the the members from from unit. I always forget her name, which won't surprise you at all. <laughs> where she's basically, I think she's like the the IT bot for unit. She's essentially um, in the Magician's Apprentice. She was very much like, yes, yes, this pattern emerging here. Yeah, um, you know, and Clara's like, well, why don't we do this? Oh, tap tap tap. Yes, this is what's going on. Whereas in this one, I think they were a bit more. Um, they were a bit more uh, sort of getting their hands dirty, if you like, because she goes off with Clara, doesn't she? And she explores mm. why people are disappearing in the lifts and stuff. Um, and she's out there and she's doing a bit more. And the same with um, uh, Kate Stewart as well. Uh, yeah. She's off doing her thing. She's a lot more involved. She's not just, you know, marching around, barking orders and stuff. So unit-wise, I thought they were I thought they were written a lot, a lot better in this one. And the same goes for the actual soldiers, in unit as well when they surround the church and stuff oh yeah that's good. that was a very good scene though, beautifully actually. written all that stuff as well mm. so what do you reckon to unit i thought they were i thought they were a lot more what we expect unit to be like yes me one. too yeah 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 i thought they were used well and um yeah we got to sort of uh get to know the characters a little bit more i mean kate stewart um is it Gemma Redgrave? Gemma yeah, Redgrave, Gemma yeah. Redgrave. Yeah, she's quite she's quite an unusual actor actually because a lot of people say she's a bit wooden. Um, I actually think she's quite good. Uh, I think what it is is I think she kind of underplays the role, uh, right. which a lot of people find you know mistake for her sort of not giving a lot. If you know what I mean, like for example when the policewoman turned into Zygon, her reaction was very stilted. It wasn't a sort of scream or a horror look or she, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And yeah. that's kind of just her acting style. And I think you either like it or you don't. Um, but no, I, I do. I thought Unit were good in this and I, and I thought Gemma Redgrave was good in it because she was given quite a bit to do, sort of hopping all over different uh, to different countries and stuff and investigating. And yeah, I, I generally thought they were really good. But the scene in the church you mentioned as well uh, with the soldiers was a quite a powerful scene actually quite strong yeah. in a way i mean when the mum when the guy is 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 you know holding the gun to the the woman i mean we all know it's a zygon in her head but just she the woman you know saying you're going to kill me aren't you and i am your mum you sort of really don't want him to kill her even though you know actually really it's a zygon and then you've got the other unit soldier saying do it yeah. you know and uh, she's good i really like that actress she wasn't in it that much I, I, again i'm useless of names don't know what her name is she, she's been in lots of things yeah I, that's really annoying because um because she was in the thick of it with peter yeah. Capaldi. yes and she was that's, really good in that as well yeah um what's her name she was unit commander walsh uh rebecca oh, Re- front rebecca front yeah, yeah she's cool i do like her um but yeah, I mean that was a that was a great scene, and yeah, like you said, Unit were heavily involved in this, but they weren't just sort of 
they weren't just following the doctor around like they often do and just mm-hmm. standing there. They actually, if anything, the doctor was actually behind unit in this story, wasn't he? I mean, they were, they were sort of taking control of the situation and the doctor was kind of just there, you know, in the background a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. They were definitely taking charge a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. And although the doctor was very much, um, like you can't do this and you can't do that because their immediate plan of action was to just bomb the hell out of this, yes. these various locations, weren't they? And the doctor was like, you can't do that. And they actually went through with it um, to the point where it was a last second thing because um, I think one of the unit members who was arming the missiles and stuff could see her family mm. Oh yeah, on the monitor. And, you know, she, she kind of wimped out at the last minute. But, you know, they were they were ready to push the button. They were ready to do it. Actually, that's one of the things, just going back to what you said about the storyline being simple, the storyline also does uh, um, is very close to knuckle with certain, you know, real-life things going on in the world at the moment, isn't there? There's a lot of um, parallel to stuff. So although yes. it was quite a simple yeah. story, I think the sort of parallels to a lot of the sort of acts of terrorism and, and the way that the world is going were very very clear to see in this episode didn't you think yeah they weren't they weren't exactly rammed down your throat but they were very obvious i thought myself you know like even with the you know when osgood good is being forced to video message to center union you've got two zygons to either side of us the whole sort of thing was very i think there was a sort of there's a bit of a message in there i thought in a way you know it's it's certainly giving us um food for thought about what's going on in the real world but again, doing it in such a way it didn't really, yeah, it didn't really sort of ram it down your throat. But it, yeah, it was clear enough, I thought. Yes, there, there's definitely a message in there of, um, mm. and like you say, there are a couple of almost parallels. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get too political here, but when everything kicked off over in Syria, um, I think the UK was one of the first countries to start airstrikes and stuff like that. And that's kind of what the unit are doing. Mm. Their kind of knee jerk reaction is to, use military force and you have the doctor saying no 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 no, this isn't the right way to do it um and it's only by chance that they don't end up doing it um, yeah because that woman sees her family and she's you know she resists and you know and everything's fine so there's definitely there's definitely a message in there somewhere um and it does run parallel to a lot of things that are happening in everyday life which is which is interesting because doctor who very rarely goes into that stuff because it's very much a children's and an adult show, it it's, it can be very light and fluffy at times. Yeah. Even even during the the really dark episodes, it still doesn't have a, almost a real world message to it. Mm. So it's quite it's quite cool to see that. Yeah, I thought um, it was done done really well actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. As I say, the way it was written, it was I wouldn't say subtle, but it wasn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't also t- t- too much. I, I thought it was really well done. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree with you, mate. Uh, so yeah, unit were very cool. What do you think to? Um, uh, what do you think to the um, the Zygons themselves? Because um, I really like the opening scene where the Doctor's hanging around the. It sounds very <laughs> dodgy, but the Doctor's no, hanging no. around uh, a kid's playground in shades, <laughs> in in sunglasses. Yeah, and he's yeah. kind of following these two these two girls, aren't they? I assume they're sisters. Yeah. Um, so when you describe it like that, it's very dodgy, but it's not. It's you know he's he knows that those two um, in human form are the Zygon High Command. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really well done because I was half of me was expecting like you know is he wrong? 
Yeah, you exactly. Know? You think it's going to be a comedy scene. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You think like their parents are going to turn up or a teacher or something. Like, what are you doing? And yeah. he's like, oh, uh, sorry. You know. But so I thought that was really cool. And the, the, the way that they've done the, the, the Zygons actually um, kind of melting into society and you're not knowing they're there. And then you've got this little splinter group, as the doctor describes them, that, that start this revolution and stuff. I thought that was really, as an idea, that's very cool. And I can imagine it would have been very difficult to pitch that to to Moffat and the BBC because there's nothing else to go on. You mm. know, when you're pitching that idea, all you've got is, well, the Zygons are living amongst us and then some of them are going to attack and that's it. Yeah. So we're going I- back to that simplistic uh, plot line again. I gotta say, yeah, very simple idea, but I love it because it gives the whole episode an edge because you're who can you trust? Yes. Yeah, you know I mean, yep. you don't know, do you? It's like so. It's a bit like, uh, yeah, you could be sat having, we could be sat having the conversation at the festival, but you, I might be a Zygon and you don't know. I might be just about to rip your head off at any minute, and it's that whole thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you just don't know, and so if you, ima- I'm, well, I know I'm, I'm being uh, silly, but if you imagine that scenario for real, though, that you're with your, say you're with your best friend or whatever, but you just, you just don't know who's Zygon human. Yeah. It's a simple idea, but it's brilliant. It, it's, you know, the yeah. fact that they could turn on you at any second and you wouldn't have a clue is is, is scary. And yeah. I think yeah, it works really well. It's great, isn't it? And it induces panic. Yeah. Because like you say, nobody knows who is who yeah, and what's what because um, there, there, there was that weapon though, wasn't there, that the Doctor had confiscated from UNIT, um, which was <laughs> yeah. like this gas bomb thing, which kind of, uh, didn't they say that it, it unravels their DNA and turns them inside out? Yeah, what a horrible thought. It yeah. sounds gruesome. So mm. um, the Doctor's confiscated that. And I think that, that 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 was the only one thing in this episode which made me think that because we'll come on to the cliffhanger, but essentially the cliffhanger was, um, well, it looks like the Doctor's about to be killed. Yeah, essentially, and I thought that was at odds with what they were talking about earlier, because I would have thought that a weapon of that power that could just instantly, you know, eradicate all of the Zygons, I would have thought that they would have wanted him alive to get that to get that back yeah i suppose so because it's kind of just it's almost that that bit when they talk about it it's kind of a throwaway sort of little scene in the sense you don't it doesn't get mentioned again does it like it's just um it's just kate stewart telling clara basically that the doctor took it so they can't use it i suppose it, it's probably there just to say look we can't wrap this episode up easily you know there, there is a real danger here like they haven't got a a reset button if you know what i mean yeah. It's, yeah, it's not really mentioned um, after that. Well, I thought it was more. I thought it was more poignant. I thought it was more important than that. Mm. That that because well, because there's that conversation, isn't there, where the doctor's going off in the in the president's plane? Yeah, because he's he's taken his position again as president of the world, which is brilliant. <laughs> um, so he's off. He's off, and it just leaves Kate Stewart and Clara. Now, at this point in the episode. They're not who we think they are. No, that's right. We so, don't know that at that point. But. Uh, yeah, at that point, we're unaware. However, they're not who we think they are. Hmm. So they're talking about this weapon, and they clearly want it because they're like, where, well, where is it? And the only way she describes it is um, somebody with a TARDIS. Right, 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 yeah. So at that point, as who they are, they're discussing this weapon that is potentially fatal to all Zygons, and they know exactly who has it. 
So it's that's the, the only thing that I couldn't understand in the episode was without the Doctor, they can't get into the TARDIS to, See, to retrieve it. Yeah. Mind you, Kate's... No, Kate's not a Zygon at that point, is she? Or is she? Um, I, can't, I've, I can't quite remember, to be honest. I think so. Yeah. Is she? Yeah, yeah, maybe she is. Yeah, I suppose it is towards yeah. the end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, the other thing I didn't get is why is the Doctor using the aeroplane to travel? Why doesn't he just jump in the TARDIS? It'd be so much quicker and a lot <laughs> less dangerous. That's the, the only thing I thought of. I think he does have a throwaway line of, oh, I like using the big plane or something. But I did kind of think that. I thought, I don't know, if you're in the middle of a um, nightmare scenario that you're in, you probably would just jump in the TARDIS to go to wherever it is he's going. Um, rather than taking a long flight that could easily be blown out of the sky. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So that, that did occur to me at that point as well. Um, I just want to quickly jump back to the very start of this episode, though, because I'm just wondering what your, what's going through your head at the very, very beginning when it comes up with the typo. Once upon a time, there were three Doctors, two Osgoods, one Peace Treaty, and then we get a flashback to the 50th, and David and Matt and, and the War Doctor and... Uh, were you surprised that the episode started like that? Because I was. I was like, oh, wow, my heart was beating a little bit. Actually, I was like, oh, we are straight back into it. Um, I wasn't surprised because Moffat is very much to in and throwing mm. across timelines. So I wasn't surprised, but I was... Um, I, I was... Oh, surprise isn't the word. Um, but I was like, oh, wow. So they're going to pick up on a little bit of this from the 50th, which is cool. See, I think I was pleased more than anything because... Yes, pleased, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I was going to say, I I was quite disappointed how that storyline was just left to trail off in the 50th. So I think as soon as this started, the fact that it picked up straight off from there, I thought, oh, good, we are going back. Because there's part of me that worried this was going to... Well, I knew it was going to tie in with that. But I wasn't sure quite how or, or you know, or whether they, it would even be sort of mentioned. Do you know what I mean? So the fact it started straight from where we left off yeah. pleased, pleased me a lot because I, I like things to be concluded and what's the word I'm looking for? Like completist and yep. do you know what I mean? So I wanted it. I wanted it that way. So I was really, really pleased when it started like that. And just I don't know why, but just the fact it said there were three doctors on the screen just made me instantly <laughs> think of the the classic TV series, the three doctors. I wondered where we were going, but yes, I should have, yeah. should have known. Yeah. yeah. But I, I loved that start and, and all that thing with the Osgood box as well. Yeah. I thought the first even the first sort of five minutes were just fantastic. Really drew me in immediately. Um the whole, I mean I was sort of straight away I was thinking, what's the Osgood box? What what's this? Mm-hmm. You know, a really nice little little idea thrown in within the first few minutes of the episode i thought i'm really looking forward to find out what the hell that is as well yes it's very cool i think um yeah, yeah that scene where osgood is filming that video um to say like um she's essentially saying if you know if, if you're if you're watching this then something's gone horribly wrong um yeah and, but that really did draw you in because you were like what what's this about because when we left um obviously we knew that there was two of them but we didn't know that things had got pretty bad yeah so it was really good to see this kind of homemade video that she'd done and you're like oh no 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 what's going on so it was very cool I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that one I love the opening there were some nice very jumpy cool. scenes in this story because well, I'm thinking of that bit where she's hiding under the table you know it's coming yep. but probably a testament to Murray's music which was fantastic in this story um it was, you know, there was this sort of really chilling bit of music every time the Zygons were creeping around, and particularly yeah. that scene when she's under the desk. You know, it was real proper. You knew it was coming, but it's real proper jumpy because they left it just a split second longer than you'd expect for it to come back. Yeah, um, it was really good. And there was bits in the lift as well when they were creeping in, and I was actually quite 
sort of um, not on the edge of my seat, but I was really like, oh, quite jumpy, which I loved because there hasn't been that much of it in Doc 2 lately where I've been properly like, oh, what's going to happen? Like properly ready to sort of jump out of my seat, if you like. Yeah. So that was yeah. another thing I liked about it is that it's had a quite, some quite good dark tones in this. Yeah, it was very cool. As well as some nice humour, like you said about the beginning with the kids as well. Um, it was sort of played for laughs in a sense, but it it didn't go over the top. Like you said, it turned out that they were Zygons, so it wasn't sort of um, it wasn't a bit of fluff. It actually had meaning to it. So there was some nice humour in it as well. No, I agree, man. It was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what did you think to? Okay, anything you want to mention about the, the, the Zygons? Because I thought they were. Um, the the costume was pretty much the same as we'd seen in Day of the Doctor. Uh, there wasn't yeah. really anything different about them. I think some of the faces were different because different actors to play um, uh, different Zygons. But mm. overall, um, I think they look pretty good. I think the only thing that uh, did we say earlier that they they have a tendency to look a bit rubbery. Yeah, that's the only yeah. thing. I think maybe just. I don't know what they can do about that because I suppose a lot of it you're seeing them outside, so that's just naturally going to make them look like uh, you know um, a bit rubbery. But I don't know. Maybe if they just added a bit of slime to them or something, I don't. I don't know. It's it's a very minor thing to pick up. But they yeah they do occasionally just look a little bit rubbery. Um, but I but I like the fact they haven't changed the design too much. I think apart from giving them some rather nasty dental work uh, with the teeth, I think that's really <laughs> the only thing that they've really sort of gone to town on. But they haven't really changed them a lot from what they look like in the classic series. Um, no, no, and I like that. So I, I can overlook it. I think they yeah they looked good. Um, I think they yeah. were sort of proper scary at times as well. I mean they they really do. There are some bits where the the, the poor two the two girls you mentioned in the playground um, get forced to to. Uh, yep. shed their blobbiness and become <laughs> zygon form yeah and they and they immediately get killed i mean they're, they're pretty nasty these zygons i think they came across as quite quite uh evil in it and, and yeah i think, think they worked quite well actually yeah cool yeah and the one thing that mm. um and i and i hate like throwing in little negatives but it's worth mentioning that um the the design of the costume and thing it, it means that they can't move very fast yeah that's the only yeah. one thing so if you had to run away from a zygon you'd You'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They, yeah, yeah. They got these. They have to use these th- gas canisters to try and. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean, they throw them down, don't they, to try and. Yeah. So you can't see what's they're, they're coming. I suppose. Yeah, but I know what you mean about that. <laughs> a bit clunky. You, they can't really move clunky. that fast. But at yeah. the end of the, they've got the um, they've got the uh, the zappers. They've got the um, they remind me of the um, you know they can electrocute people basically and turn them into like little piles of, of dust and stuff. Yeah, like tumbleweed, isn't it? Like tumbleweed, yeah. Strange, which I, I thought that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. I've only just realised that as well, actually. Yeah. When Kate Stewart oh. arrived in New Mexico at um, Truth and Consequences, I thought that that was... I'm glad it's not tumbleweed, because I thought, come on. <laughs> um, when um, when she comes out of her car and there's like a... Which I thought was a bit of tumbleweed, I thought, come on. I Yeah, I've only just figured that out as well. That yeah. It's actually a... Yeah, it's a dead zygon so, yeah. weird um, yeah, i do cool. like all the, the symbols as well you know thinking of that scene you got these sort of clawed symbols yes yeah blasted everywhere which kind of i kind of like um i don't really know i mean i'm assuming it's zygon i don't really know what that is but i like it, it adds a bit of a sense of yeah uh, dread yep. yeah before we talk about the doctor and capaldi and osgood and osgood actually let's talk about osgood now yeah um so one of them is gone right yeah. Is that right? One one of them is one no of them is, more. Her sister is buried in the ground. Yes. Again, great little 
bit of in the opening. Yeah. Yeah. So is she Zygon or human? We still don't know. It's very weird. As you heard in our clip, um, she refuses to to acknowledge that there's any difference between mm. her Zygon and human self. And and um, and the doctor mentions this hybrid thing again, which seems to be a running theme. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one of the and it's interesting that it's been she's been written that way where she's kind of embraced both sides of the coin if you know what i mean she's yeah, because there's she, been two of them legging around um she's i think that the both of them have come to it seems like that they've they've grown very close um she sort of embraced cuz i think kate stewart mentions at some point you left us an impossible task and the doctor says yeah i know peace yes. like so i guess yep. but basically osgood is in osgood and the zygon osgood They've basically embraced that, haven't they? They they have decided they are one. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. and um, yeah. So they they she's fully embraced um, uh, both sides of that. And uh, is is it definitely a case of that one of them is gone? Because I've got wow. a theory here. Oh, go on. I love a good theory. Because in the day of the Doctor, didn't Osgood say that her real sister gave her some stick? earlier on in life you know Ooh. you know when um shortly after she gets copied in day of the doctor yeah um this is before the doctor uh, messes with their memory so they're not sure which one is which she gets confronted by the other osgood and i'm sure she says something along the lines of i know everything you know i've got all your memories or something along those lines mm. and she mentions her sister being quite horrible to her or being bullied by her sister or something so maybe it's her real life sister, and there are still two Osgoods legging around. Oh, maybe yeah. Do you know I I, I hadn't thought of the, that. Um, I, I'll have to go back and watch now. I, could I, be, I think you're yeah. right. No, I think you're right. Well, I could be totally wrong, but mm. that, that is a theory. She she the actual character Osgood before she got cloned by a Zygon did have a real sister or does oh. have a real sister. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good theory. Yeah, she'll have to go back and check that. So you think there could be two of them? I think there could still mm. be two of them. Maybe, mm. um, but yeah. So I thought um, I thought Osgood was really good, and I love Ingrid Oliver. I think she I'm, plays that brilliantly. I'm just a little bit in love with her, actually. I just, yeah. I yeah. just love her. Yeah, I really, really like Osgood. Yeah, um, got a bit of a crush on her. To admit, I, yeah, I do. I do. I just think I don't know. Just everything about her. I just, I just, I just love her, and I, I really liked the scene between her and the Doctor in the plane, where he's that bit you played actually, where he's like, "Come on, um, which one are you?" But, but, but. But after that, they had like, like a nice little chat, um, and it was a really lovely scene. Like yeah, she's saying, "Oh, yeah. you used to wear question marks," because she's like his biggest fan, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, well, "I still do uh, question mark underwear," and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, what?" That that whole scene was lovely. It was such a short little scene. Yeah. Um, but brilliantly, just yeah, brilliantly done between Capaldi and and, uh, and Ingrid Oliver. It's lovely, and I just I just love the character as well. Yeah. I think she's 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 slightly toned it down as well. A lot. I think she's kind of settled into the role a bit. Um, so I'm loving Osgood. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I would be quite happy if there was two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she is very cool. She's very and and I like the fact that um, I was going to mention it actually. She's not as um, she's not as uh, uh, boisterous and fangirlish. Yeah, as she was in the in the day of the Doctor, I think she has, like you say, toned it down and she's settled into because a lot's happened to her. Mm. You know, since day of the Doctor, she's well. We think that one of the Osgoods has been killed, 
yeah. from that flashback scene where she's she's at the the graveside there and and now this thing's happened where she's she's made this video and the doctor's given her this Osgood box which we don't know what that is at the moment mm. and now she's been captured and stuff so a lot's happened to her you know since we last saw her so you can understand why she's not as she's not like a little Jack Russell puppy anymore yeah yeah exactly yeah that's what I like about it yeah she's definitely definitely toned down the performance I, I mean I liked her in Day of the Doctor anyway but she was a little bit more not playing it for laughs but like you said a bit bit more over the top I thought yeah. whereas this she's a bit more realistic and yeah yeah, love us good. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping. Um, yeah, hoping we're going to. Well, we are going to see more. They're not going to get blown up in that plane, are they? So I'm hoping we're going to see a lot more of her in part two. I just can't wait for part two. I just don't know where we're going. Do you know what I mean? That's what I love about this episode. It it is a build up episode clearly for part two, and I really hope part two doesn't let us down. But well, but yeah. it, but it's got. It, it was a good episode in its own right, it, even though it's sort of building up to stuff. It still had loads to to enjoy in it, didn't it? Loads going on. Yeah, well, as as I said it, earlier on, the Zygons are doing a very good job mm. of of putting their plan into action at the moment, and it looks like it's stacked in their favour based on the cliffhanger. Well, let, let's yeah, let's talk about Clara because yeah, I don't know about you, but I when she turned when she ripped the 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 front off that pod and Clara was inside it, and then you realise well, actually, that woman unit realised that actually that wasn't Clara, that that was as I got. And then we got the flashback. I don't know about you, I didn't see it coming and I absolutely loved it. No, I and looked, I, that, was the, that was the twist, wasn't it? That did you see brilliant. it coming? No. Brilliant. And yeah. when you look back on it, because I've seen this twice now, mm. and when they did like a little flashback scene as well, you know when she goes into the flat to try and help that little boy? Yeah. That, that's the bit where she gets zapped, isn't it, and cloned. Yes. And then... When you were watching it first time round, early on in the episode, and she comes out of the flat, the the Zygon Clara has tied her hair back. Yes, that's right. Yeah, such uh, a subtle thing. Yeah, it's that little subtle thing, and you didn't know it. You didn't realise that that was the case. And it's not until she ha- you see the flashback of when she got uh, cloned, and when I watched it the second time as well, I was like, no. Mm. I was like, no, that's a, she, she's a Zygon, no. So good, wasn't it? That was brilliant, that twist. I love, I love evil yeah. Clara. What, what was the name of the Zygon? Bonnie. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'm Bonnie. So it's Bonnie, Clara, slash Zygon. Yeah. yeah, I love, I think Jenna played it brilliantly. Just, she does evil well, I think. She does, a, she does evil looks really well, Jenna Coleman. <laughs> yeah, well, when she, was, um, when she was a Zygon and she was pretending to be Clara, she was, she was very good because she she played Clara just as you would expect. So mm. she hid it very, very well. Um, but that scene where she turns to... I still can't remember that unit character's name. Who's the woman that she knocks about Claudette? with? Claudette. Um, I'm going to find out. Um, yeah, you could be right. Claudette. Yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah? Claudette, yeah. When she, yeah, so when they notice it, it's actually the real Clara in the pod. And the way that she turns and her face has just changed somehow... She played that really, really well. Yes. Really well. Yeah, I just, I just loved it. I mean, as I said, I didn't see it coming, and I was probably like bit, bit sort of jaw to the floor at the first. I was like, "Wow, this is," you know. I think that really sort of topped off what was already an enjoyable episode. It took it to a, another level to me. I was like, yeah. "Oh, this is just brilliant. I'm loving this." You know what I mean? And yeah. she's probably nasty. I mean, she just immediately takes, gets them to wipe out the unit soldiers. She's like, you know, this, yeah. this is an ambush. Um, and um, but that's that's the thing. Um, um, uh, when I watch it a second time, obviously knowing 
at what point she gets turned into a Zygon. I was watching to see if it made sense because I was sort of did question after I first watched it. Well, why was why would she do that then? Why would she play along for all that time? You know, why would she take her down into the tunnel? And so I was watching to see if it worked, and it, it does just about because you yeah. she is doing it to find her information and to like to, to to lead him into that ambush. So it does kind of work, but I did wonder at first because it's again it makes it even more enjoyable. On a on a second watch because you sort of already know stuff. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those episodes you can watch again and get more out of it, sort of thing. Yeah, um, no, I've really. just had a look. That woman might be called Jack, I think. Jack. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? That's another. That's another one of those moments where our listeners are screaming. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I know that is because um, I'm just looking on um, a Phantoms event that she's appearing at, and it says her name's Jack. So Jay if- Griffiths. Jay Griffiths, yep. yeah, so yep. yeah, her, yeah, but that was nice yep. actually. It was a nice moment when she's like, um, she's like, I liked the fact she questioned Clara when she was at the pod. You know, she's like, Well, Clara, hang on, we don't know that because Clara's like, I'm actually starting to enjoy this, which is the first little hint you get that something's amiss because she and picks I, up the gun, doesn't she? And yeah, that's not like normal Clara, no. And I was like, A hey, up, and then the yep. woman, Jack. Uh, Jack, yep. Jack it doesn't suit her but Jack she says doesn't she she's like well, hang on Clara we don't we don't know that this is we can't just wipe this all these pods out we don't know that for sure and I really liked that I just lo- love the whole the way it just turned yeah was was brilliantly written yeah very, and very brilliantly cool. acted as well yeah. yeah Jenna Coleman she was very good in this one she was excellent yeah, gotta cool. say it yeah she was really really good in this yeah and I, I just quickly going back to something you said very early on about the doctor and Clara being separated because what I loved about this story is that they're separated from the word go because they're just doing their own thing. So like very often in dot two, they'll be together. Something will happen. They'll get separated. Like in, um, in the, uh, one in the underground base, you know, where the doors shut and they're separated and oh my God, they've got, but in this one, they're just living their everyday lives and are, are, are already separated. So it made a nice change, if you know what I mean. It was no sort of, there was no, yeah. nothing thrown in there to separate them. It's just part of how things were. Mm-hmm. And it worked incredibly well. Like I said, the fact that she got cloned and zygoned and the Doctor has no idea of it mm-hmm. at all is it, just brilliant, actually. In fact, there's not one scene of them together, I've just thought. There isn't. No, at they, all. they just no. speak on the phone. Yeah. Leaving messages yeah. for Dr. Disco and... <laughs> and all that jazz. Let's Dr. talk about Funkin- Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about Capaldi before we get on to reviews. Mm. Um, uh, good in this one. Yeah, good. He, he is good. Yeah, I think um, he did sort of. He was a little bit in the background, as I said earlier in this one. There's a lot, but there's a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, it's not. I don't really mean it's a negative, but um, he wasn't given all that much to do in this story. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's still good as far as I'm concerned. Um, there are little bits of humour uh, creeping in, as I've mentioned before, which um, I just prefer him as the darker Doctor. But uh, yeah, nothing nothing to sort of pick on this week. I, th- I still thought he was good. How about yourself? Yeah, I thought he was. Um, I thought he was very good. I think he didn't have a great deal to do, but I think that's purely because, like you say, there was a lot going on, mm. and we also had almost. Uh, almost just as much importance on the other storyline with Clara yeah, um, going on and all that stuff with Unit. So um, what we did see of him, I mean, he was in it a fair bit, to be fair. It's not like he was, it was a Dr. Light episode, but um, he hasn't had as much to do as previous ones uh, so far this series. But when he was in it, he was still great. Still yeah. great as the Doctor, yeah. 
and he works well with Oscar. As I said, he was you know there's some good scenes between the two of them, and there's there's a real sort of warmth between those two characters. So yeah, yeah in that sense, he was he was really good as well. I thought. Well, there was lots of rumours, wasn't there, from when the fiftieth kicked off that she could potentially be a new companion. Yeah, I I must admit, as much as I love Osgood, I don't really want her to be the companion because she's one of these characters I would a bit like the. Um, I would just like her to sort of pop up now and again. Yeah, you know I, what I mean. Because I'd, I'd always yeah. be pleased to see her, but I don't know if I'd want her on board full time. I don't think I'd mind if she was. I'd, I'd definitely go with it, but I I would like to see a fresh companion come in. I don't think she's going to be the companion anyway. Do you? No, I don't think so. No, no. But I do 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 love Osgood. But yeah, yeah. Just I just yeah. She's one of those friends I'd like the doctor to visit. You know, perhaps once a series or a couple of times. You know, every now and again. Yeah, man. Yeah. Right, scores. Actually, well, yeah, just before we go on to scores, let's oh. just quickly talk about that brilliant cliffhanger. Oh, of course, yeah, the cliffhanger. Yeah, mm. wasn't that fantastic when, when Clara's just at the at the side of the cliff with a bazooka. Yeah. She's like, uh, Clara's dead. Kate is dead. Yeah. You are going to die. And I was like, wow, this is brilliant. You know, firing that rocket off towards the, the thing. And then uh, I just thought it superb. I, I guess, yeah, we all know that. You know, I mean, there was no next time trailer, but come on, we all know that they're not going to blow up unless there's some incredible twist. But, but it, I thought it was a great cliffhanger. Even if you can work out what's going to happen or whatever, um, I thought it was great. I thought it was the episode just built and built and built up to that, and it was brilliant. You know, love yeah. love Clara in the pod as well. I just thought, God, you know, how's she going to get out of the pod? Mm-hmm. Yeah, brilliant, absolutely brilliant, really good. And it does it does have a, a classic Who feel to it. Yes, it does. These cliffhangers, yeah. it's very very cool and. Um, I like the, and it, it, this cliffhanger is almost one of those. Um, it's almost one of those. How the hell is he going to get out of this one? Because he hasn't got his TARDIS with him. No, he's got nothing with him at all. So he's completely vulnerable. And there's a rocket heading for, for the plane that he's on. So it, it doesn't leave it, your mind just goes crazy afterwards because you think how the, how can he possibly, escape this one? This quickly, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's gonna really be- good. Yeah, I gotta say it felt quite epic, didn't it? Didn't you think as well? This felt like a a bit like Magician's Apprentice and that. It felt almost like a season finale. This to me, yes. If it, yeah. Like you know the whole scale of it, like you know going to different countries and yeah, there was a lot going on. And I love the whole truthful consequences thing as well. Is that actually a real place? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So how bizarre? Yeah. <laughs> how how bizarre? How bizarre. And finally, just before we got onto the scores, um, two nice little spots in this one. The first one was seeing the first Doctor's uh, portrait on the uh, unit oh, yeah. safe yep. house. Did yep. you like that? Because I know you didn't like the Brigadier one in the spaceship, but did you like the first one? Yeah, I thought, the this, first was, Doctor? I thought this was good. Yeah, It was a blink and you'll miss it moment, wasn't it? Just, yep. just It was just on the wall. And the other thing was, of course, we, there was a thing in the Radio Times um, online this week about reuse of locations and that and bizarrely they didn't mention the tunnel which is so clearly the tunnel out of um flatline again which i think we've seen four or five times now at least in a different... few times yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're getting good use out of that, that <laughs> tunnel yeah uh, but yeah but it did feel very epic didn't it i mean the locations in it look great i've no idea where they filmed it um at no, all I, no. I, I haven't looked but yeah they it did it worked brilliantly i thought yeah very yeah. good so let's go on to the scores then. It's you Who's, first, I think, buddy. Is it me? Yep. Okay. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, I so nearly went. I'm, I'm torn. So nearly went <laughs> not for a nine, but I'm going to go for 8.5 out of 10. Um, yeah, and a very strong 8.5. As I say, it nearly notches up to a nine. 
Um, but yeah, absolutely loved it. Really, yeah. really good. Snap. So eight point five. You yeah. snap. Yep. Brilliant. Eight point five for me as well. And that's that's not. Please don't think that we we copy each other when we get these scores. Like because I got that written oh, down no. from a few days ago. But it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a very strong eight point five as well. The reason why I didn't, I initially I thought it was a nine. I thought this is a really this is a cracking episode, and I thought I've got a feeling that next week's going to be better. Exactly, and actually, yep. it, this was, on the first watch, this was a nine. Um, then I rewatched it again, and I think. For no, there was nothing wrong with it. There was no reason, but a bit like you, I kind of felt this is the first part. It's a build-up, and there were a few bits, so I did go down to 8.5, but I still thought it was so good. Yeah. But just like you, oh, well, I hope, I really hope part two is as good. Um, it's, it's got great reviews, I have to say, so far from people who've seen it, like Den of Geek and that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try not to get my hopes up because then you're disappointed, aren't you? But <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I just can't wait to see part two of this. Um, yeah. Really, am excited. So, yeah, eight point of a very strong eight point five from both of us there. I think. Yeah. What did you guys think? Mm. Uh, we got a few audio reviews in. Oh, um, great! Uh, let's kick off with Alex Kingdom. Hello, Gary and Adam from the Big Blue Box Podcast. What an episode! Um, this episode was great. Uh, the Zygon invasion itself was very. It's smart by uh, Peter Hannes, the writer, and it. You sort of, sort of, feel sorry for the Zygons because didn't they want? This is what I got. Like they wanted to show their real form out, and they don't want to hide anymore. So you sort of get that side. But what an episode! The the the, the Doctor himself was really good. Loved the Doctor, Clara or Zygon Clara for most of the episode. Finally got something to do, but of course that got snatched away. Because it's not the real Clara. Sad face. Um, that annoying woman from The Magician's Apprentice. Did she die? Hopefully she died. And I hate setting that out characters in Doctor Who. Because I, I love most characters. But she part of my sci-fi. Oh, God, that woman. And, of course, Kate Stewart. Again, a great character. If I, this is my favourite episode of the series. And one of my favourites of Peter Capaldi's run, if not my favourite, because it's great and it's really political in a sense. And the epic scale of the Doctor, Kate, and that in different countries and seeing Clara not being Clara at the end was fun. So yeah, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. Anyway, guys, keep doing what you're doing on the podcast because you guys are doing absolutely fantastic. Nice one. Cheers, Alex. Thank you, Alex. Uh, let's go to Facebook. Uh, Cousins, 2019. Uh, he's put, wow, the best episode of Series 9. Uh, fave bit from the episode has to be The Soldier Confronts His Mother. Uh, and that soundtrack is just amazing. That was a cracking bit, actually. It really was. We mentioned was. that, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, other highlights would be Evil Clara. Um, mm-hmm. and, and how is the Doctor going to survive? You have to find out on Saturday. Uh, was edge of my seat every second and loves the flashback to Day of the Doctor. Uh, it was used brilliantly. 10 out of 10. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Anthony. Uh, wow, what an episode. Uh, straight away from the pre-titles, I was already excited. Um, back in Day of the Doctor, I remember feeling annoyed about how the Zygons were just abandoned and forgotten about. Um, but I should have known that sneaky old Moff had been planning uh, something all along. Uh, Axion and writing on top form. Um, Capaldi and Carmen were great as always. Uh, overall, I love this brilliantly written episode. Uh, filled of exciting scenes, twists, and brilliant acting. 10 out of 10. 
Excellent. Sammy Satine, uh, that was awesome. Uh, it asks many questions, which will hopefully be answered next week. Uh, it was really good to see Osgood, Kate, and the rest of Unit. Uh, those Zygons are tricksters. Uh, can't wait for more Zygons next week. Great to see the Doctor playing his guitar at the beginning. Yes. Um, Lewis Palmer. Uh, well, I loved it. Uh, it's great to be positive about the show again. This is going to creep kids out. Uh, I can imagine a seven-year-old being scared uh, of his parents because of because of this, and that's good. <laughs> um, uh, he goes on to say that I really think that we're going to uh, look back on this one as one of Capaldi's very best so far. Uh, it's great when we get something good. George Coppen, uh, really enjoyed this one. The Zygons are as scary as ever, now taking the form of our loved ones. And that's what I love about shapeshifters. You never know who is who. Yeah. Uh, brilliant episode and didn't see what ending was coming. Eight out of ten. Uh, but just one question to finish off. Whatever happened to that guy helping Osgood from Day of the Doctor? Because he lived, then he vanishes. Where is he? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Good point, yeah. What's his name? I can't remember his name, can't but I know who he means. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so another audio review. Uh this is our good friend Matt from Who Addicts. Hey. Due to me forgetting to comment on last week's podcast, the woman who lived was crap. Moving on. So yeah, the Zygon <laughs> Invasion was an absolutely fantastic episode. It was Doctor Who back to how it should be. No timey-wiminess, no character arcs, just a stripped-back alien invasion with the Doctor unit and his companion. Like the old days, the old formulas are the best, Moffat. I hope you're bloody listening. So yeah, it was nice to have an episode with so much scale. It felt like they put a lot of effort into this episode as well, which was great. It was also nice to see a villain that actually had good screen time and was actually threatening this week too. 12 was really good. I think there were glimpses of the rebel time lord coming back out too. And Clara, I think it was nice to see her play a very big part in the fact that I never saw her being a Zygon coming. That caught me completely off guard. I absolutely loved that. And I also love the cliffhanger. It left me wanting more. That is how a cliffhanger should be done. And this is a perfect example to how an opening part to a two-parter should be done. So Peter Harness, well bloody done, my friend. This was an absolutely brilliant story. Doctor Who, back to its best. I just hope it stays that way. So I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, very cool. 8.5 as well. Cheers, Matt. Yeah, cheers to that, buddy. Uh, back to Facebook, Stuart Stockwin. I must have watched it at least 10 times already. It's superb, a 9 out of 10. Brilliant. Uh, Jeff Waddle. Ah, Jeff now. I thought Jeff had stopped watching. Yes, we thought, yeah, for last week, I think he said he's had enough. Oh, so, so he back. says, I caught the first five minutes. Uh, you have to, really. It's like a drug. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't take my eyes off it. By far <gasps> the best episode since Series 5. Wow, brilliant. I'm so glad you're back on board, Jeff. Yeah, felt like old school Who, with the look and feel of a movie. Faultless. Never have there been two consecutive episodes so widely apart in quality. Yes, yeah. Yep. Uh, Christopher Law. Uh, what a fantastic episode. Uh, Osgood and Unit return, the Zygons return, and a flashback. What's not to love? Uh, scene with the Unit soldier and his Zygon mother was so brilliantly written, and the music was fantastic too. Uh, not a fan of Kill the Moon, but Harness has outdone himself here. Nine out of ten. Brilliant. Uh, Nick English. Uh, this episode was awesome. Loved Osgood, loved the Doctor, loved the Zygons, loved the question mark underpants. <laughs> I reckon they're going to go on sale at some point. Have you seen that picture that's doing the rounds on Twitter? Oh, the old school pants. There's basically a pair of wide fronts uh, with the 
they're in the design of um, the Seventh Doctor's jumper, basically. <laughs> so if you imagine the Seventh Doctor's jumper being cut into a pair of uh, Y fronts, that's that's what they are. Wow, yeah, I hope cool. they come out. I'll be getting a pair. Yeah. Now he <laughs> said the scene with the unit soldier and the Zygon mother um, was brilliantly written. The music was fantastic. Even though I saw Clara reveal coming, it was still a really enjoyable reveal. All right. Um, and I think I no, I've read out Christopher Laws again. Sorry, I was reading Nick English, wasn't it, I? It, I distracted you with the, the underpants thought. I think. You did. Anyway, back to underpants. Nick English carries on and says, uh, uh, the only thing I was a little disappointed at was when you discovered that Clara was a Zygon. Uh, I wish they have not told me right away uh, and she was taken. I think it would have been better served if we had to wait until the next week to stew over it for a while. But nine out of ten. Brilliant. And Joe Sweeney, he says, wow, I must say very brilliant. Uh, loved every minute of it. Um uh, it was nice to see flashbacks of uh, 11, 10 and the War Doctor. Capaldi was back at his best. Uh, I like the different locations. Uh, great to see Unit and Kate again. Um, I hope we have an explanation of which Osgood really is. Of which Osgood it really is. Uh, only negatives are Sonic Shades and the Doctor playing the guitar. Cliffhanger was brilliant. Had, had, had me on the edge of my seat. Without a doubt, that was a proper Who episode. Uh, looking forward to next week's episode, a 9 out of 10. Yeah, good stuff. And let's finish up uh, with an audio review from Jay Kent. Hey. hey, Gary and Adam, if you are Gary and Adam. Now, the Zygon invasion, what's an episode? It took a far more serious tone than what I was expecting, what with kidnapping children and psychological torture with the Zygons turning into loved ones and what were basically snuff films. I love that Who can be scary without being creepy and that can it adopt a much more serious tone to it. The twist at the end was phenomenal with all the Doctor's friends seeming to be doomed and I was half expecting the Doctor to be a Zygon himself but that didn't happen. Anyway, the only negative I have with it is that it did feel a bit slow in places and unnecessary sunglasses but overall it was a strong 9 out of 10. I think the best episode of this series and I can't wait for next week to find out the conclusion and possibly what Sapphire is because that plopped up in the background and Oh, what could it be? Who knows? Anyway, yeah, have a good rest of the show and hope you're not imposter Zygons. Goodbye. Nice one, Jay. Brilliant as always. Fantastic. Thank you very much for sending in your audio reviews. It seems to be the same guys who are sending in uh, their audio stuff. So you, the rest of you uh, listeners need to uh, step your game up. Yeah, come so, on. We want to hear your voices. We want to hear you guys. Uh, so anything on the Geek's Handbag page? Yeah, I had a few. I tell you what, I was um, I was hoping Martin from Bad Wolf might have commented on on yours this week because he put on mine. Um, well, first of all, he said he was going to refrain from telling me because last week he I gave away my thoughts, if you remember. Um, but he did say basically he he'd had a really rough day and he switched off halfway through. I saw that. He, yeah, yeah, and he yep. was going to give it another watch. So I was really um, intrigued to to hear what he thought of it. But I, he, you know, he didn't reply. So. Um, Martin, if you're listening, we want to know what you thought of it. Uh, tell us next week. Yeah. But I had a couple of couple of ones. Um, James Thomas, my old school friend, he says, "Don't think I've enjoyed one single episode this series so far." Ooh. Which is, uh, I'm really sorry to hear that, James, because I know I know you like who. Um, don't know why it's not connecting with you. Uh, Adam Time Lord Fishwick said it was good, but thought it could have been better. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Anthony Stone Street says, "Decent story, predictable, decent tone. Wouldn't be surprised to see half a dozen off-gone complaints, though. Not sure why. Let's see, oh. means because of the sort of because um, it was scary. I mean, it was proper dark. That's why I loved it." Mm-hmm. Um, Yanto Williams says, "It is Doctor Who at its best." I agree. Aaron okay. David Carvia. If only all episodes could be like that. One of the best ever in great big capital letters. 
And oh. finally, Andy Price says, proper old school Doctor Who, amazing. Wow. Yeah, so good good stuff there. A couple of people who didn't like it, very surprised James is, is not digging this series. But yeah, um, mostly really positive, I would have said, on this one. Yep, really positive, yeah. which is good. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait for next week. Oh, I'm so, I, I really can't, actually. I'm not just saying. I'm, I'm buzzing. What day is it? Well, it'll be Friday, I guess, if you're listening to this on the, the day it comes out. But, uh, yeah, sorry, not yes. next week. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah, Saturday yeah. night. Can't come around quick enough. No idea. I never know what time it's on, though. Do you? Like, I seem nah. to we get to around sort of half seven, and then I'll suddenly be like, what time's it on? And I'll see other people asking in chats as well, what time's Doctor Who on tonight? No idea what time it's on, but I'll be there, whatever time it is. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Let's just hope this is good because, oh my! I can't help but my hopes be high. I've got to be honest. Like <laughs> I'm trying not to be, um, you know, I'm trying to sort of be calm and just go. But I am buzzing. I really can't wait to see the conclusion. Yeah, be cool. And I think we will wrap there, buddy. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us for episode 63. And what a cracking episode to review. Yes, I love it when Doctor Who makes you feel like this. Love yeah. it. It's how, we, it's how we should feel. Yeah. As three yeah. fans. Well, especially after last week as well, because last week, um, like Jeff said, was real pales in comparison to this, in my opinion. So, yeah, I love it that I'm buzzing for Doctor Who again. Yeah. And thank you so much for, for sending in your, uh, your audio clip to our review and also for posting on Facebook. Um, as you guys well know by now we love it when you guys um, post your thoughts and reviews yeah it's all good Uh, right so trivia last week we asked you uh, warehouse number what where the ood brain is kept Uh, and the answer was warehouse 15 Uh, just one of you guys got that right it was Nick English over on Facebook well done Nick well done Nick Uh, trivia for this week would be uh, at what age was the Doctor taken from his family to join the Academy? Oh. At what age was the Doctor taken from his family to join the Academy? Send us your answer on Twitter or Facebook, and we will read the correct ones out next week. Mm. Yes. So, until then, uh, head over to our website, www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk. You can listen to uh, this episode again or you can listen to all of the past episodes that we've ever done. Uh, You can also subscribe as well. There's some buttons on there. Uh, You can jump over to iTunes and subscribe on there, or there's uh, you can do a search on Stitcher or any of those things. You should find us on there. And also check out Adam's channel on YouTube and Facebook, The Geek's Handbag. Um, He's doing some cracking videos at the moment. What's the one that you're putting on soon? Um, Next one will be some Sherlock Titans, and then following week will be uh, a TARDIS money box, which talks. Which (laughs) talks. It talks, and it's, um, yeah, I really, I filmed it yesterday, I've I've got to edit it, but uh, it's a fun one, yeah. Cool. Um, You've done some really good unboxing vids recently as well. Quite jealous of all of your blind bags. I'm literally, can't even, yeah, I'm just getting buried underneath all these boxes at the minute. I was going to say, you won't be able to move soon. I can't, yeah, I guess I won't, I won't be able to leave the house soon, which would be nice. <laughs> so yeah, check out Adam's stuff, really, really cool. Um, and until next week, though, so enjoy um, the Zygon Inversion tomorrow night. The Zygon Inversion, yes, looking Inversion. forward to chatting through that next week. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, until next week, though, my name's Gary. My name's Adam. And remember, Hello, Hello,